It's Thursday. Yesterday was a quiet day in comparison to the other days. Right? We, again, we recall that just a few days ago on Sunday, Jesus is consciously presenting himself as the answer to the Davidic covenant when he rides on the back of the donkey into the city of Jerusalem. And there, all of the people have been flocking into the city in anticipation of the Passover that coming week. And as all the people from all over Israel had come in, they then hear about this ministry. They flow, they throw down their coats and the palms on the ground as Jesus rides into the city of Jerusalem and they cry, Hosanna. But then that next day on Monday, of course, he upends that he goes into the temple, upends the tables. He rebukes the religious elite. And then on Tuesday, he confronts them. He calls them hypocrites. And they then yesterday begin to plan his demise in stealth because of his popularity. Judas is gone. He's already made the deal. Here it is Thursday. But there's something that we need to understand about how these days work. See, for the Jew, the day begins, a new day begins at nightfall. So in other words, for our purposes, Thursday began last night when the sun set on Wednesday evening. And of course, a new day, Friday, as it were, would be, it would be Thursday all through the day. And then Friday would be night, Thursday's nightfall. Just kind of keep that in mind as we move forward. But nevertheless, Thursday is the day of preparation. Thursday's the day that they're getting the meal prepared for. Again, this is the day that they, Jesus goes and calls the disciples to go um, find the upper room. They would, he'd find that guy in the city. Off they went. They had it prepared. And on the Passover meal, the Passover meal itself would have included the roasted lamb, bitter herbs, unleavened bread. They'd probably have some fruit sauce and uh, some wine, of course. But it's on this day of preparation when Jesus says, my time is at hand. When they're sacrificing the Passover lamb. That's significant. Disciples still don't quite understand all that's going on, but there it is. Uh, they've been preparing. They come on that Thursday evening to eat the meal. Okay, They're in the upper room at this point, Thursday night. They're in the upper room, and as they're eating the meal, a couple things happen. First off, uh, we know where Jesus is going to wash the, the feet of the disciples. This is a significant event. Jesus, knowing that the Passover meal is pointing to his sacrifice in order where he's going to sacrifice for the sins of many, he uses this as an opportunity, as a teaching opportunity to talk about the kingdom. And it's during this meal when Jesus has already, he already knows that the devil has now entered into Judas. He's put it in his heart to betray him. And it's at this time when Jesus, knowing this, lays aside his garments takes a towel, ties it around his waist, pours water into a basin, and washes at the feet of the disciples, including Judas. This is on Thursday night. Jesus is illustrating what the kingdom is like. It's also at this same evening when the disciples, still not quite understanding that the kingdom is not going to be this earthly establishment, when he has to correct them that the greatest among them is the greatest servant of all, and it's after that that he's washing the feet to so as to illustrate that. He'll get into that in the farewell discourse, which I'll get to in just a minute. But nevertheless, he's washed the feet of the disciples. They're eating. He's washed the feet of the disciples. And it's after this uh, moment when he's washed the feet of the disciples, he then turns and gives this startling announcement here on Thursday night. He utters a prophecy. Someone is going to betray him. 
And it would be better for him had he not been born at all. And of course, you know how it goes. Each of them go by, is it I, is it I, is it I? And it comes to Judas and Judas Iscariot, that is. And he says, is it I? And Jesus responds, you have said so. Judas bolts. Out the, out the room he goes. He's gone. That's important for what comes next. He's washed the defeat of the disciples, including Judas. He's told them about the betrayer. The disciples still don't quite understand what's going on here on this Thursday night. So Jesus was looking forward to this meal, this Passover meal, because he knows that for long centuries they've been celebrating this meal and he's about to bring it all into meaning. It's about this point after Judas has left when he says, take, eat, this is my body. Drink of it. Drink of the cup, for this is the blood of the covenant which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. That happens here on Thursday night at the Passover meal. The Passover points to the Passover lamb, which is illustrated in the Lord's Supper, which is only given to the disciples, the true disciples, not Judas. They've taken the Lord's Supper. He's already washed the feet of the disciples. He explains what this meal means. And it's at this point, after he's already explained what the meal means, it's at this point where he begins the farewell discourse. John 13, 31, down to 14, 31, at the beginning of this farewell discourse, he's now, he knows these are the final hours and he's starting to give some final teaching. Jesus highlights what is to be the defining characteristic of them. This is when we learn in John 13, 35. This is the context of John 13, 35. They will know you're my disciples by the way you love one another. He's getting them ready. From this point forward, the farewell discourse progresses. Discourse progresses. Jesus responds to a series of misunderstanding questions by the disciples, right? He's getting them, he's getting them ready, but they, again, they still don't understand. And Peter first asks, where is he going and why can't they follow him? He walks them through all of that. That's John 14. And finally, in light of the fact that there's not much time left, Jesus exhorts his followers to maintain peace in light of his coming departure, a departure that is causing his followers a great deal of confusion and turmoil at this point and eventually cause more. With this, Jesus and his disciples, this is so beautiful. Think about this, guys. At this point, after he's given some farewell discourse, he's told him he's going to leave them. He's going to have to go. Right? He's told him that he's the way to heaven. Right? That's John 14. That's, when he, that's the context of those words. I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man come to the Father but through me. They're trying to understand. He's already described all that. And it's at this point, the dinner's over, and they stop the meal by singing a hymn together. Isn't that beautiful? They sing a hymn together. Now, Jews would have traditionally sang Psalm 113 to 118 during the Passover celebration, and it would have culminated again in Psalm 118. So think about this, guys. It was very likely the final hymn that they sung together there at that Passover meal, which Jesus has just instituted the Lord's Supper. The last words would have, of Psalm 119 are this. The song, they, the last words they would have sung <laughs> are this. The stone that the Builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. That was the final hymn. And out they go from the upper room. They make their way out after the meal. It's beginning to get late and Jesus launches into more discourse, more teaching. That's John 15 to 17. 
all of those words. It's getting late into the night. And he's helping them understand what's about to happen. He's helping them understand about his departure. And this is when he begins to talk about the need for him to leave so that he can send the Spirit. And it's at this point that he begins the high priestly prayer. John 17, that beautiful prayer where Jesus prays for the disciples and prays even for us today. Those are some of the final hours of the Thursday evening. We're beginning to get late into the night such that even on our own time clock, it gets into Friday morning. Well, that then leads us into the events of the Garden of Gethsemane. So they've made their way out of the upper room. Jesus has been teaching them about his departure. He's teaching them about the gospel. They've sung that hymn. They've made their way out. It is late into the night. But here's the thing. Remember, they kept going outside the city each night and coming back in. Well, not on this day because Deuteronomy 16, 1 to 7 indicates that the Passover evening had to be spent in Jerusalem. Right? So Jesus and his 11 remaining disciples, they don't return to Bethany and like go outside of the city like they'd been doing throughout the week. Instead, after leaving that upper room and having that Passover meal, taking the Lord's Supper, as it were, they cross down into the Kidron Valley to the east of the city walls and they ascend back up to the Garden of Gethsemane. This is Thursday night. Now, this was a place the, the disciples would have known well. They'd spent some time there before. It was, again, it's late into the night. The time for discussion and instruction is now over. Jesus is filled with sorrow and distress and anticipation of the coming events. He shares his anguish with his closest human friends. My soul is very sorrowful even to death and remain here and watch with me. And Jesus, we can see him in our mind's eye just going beyond Judas and going on, sorry, going beyond those inner three, Peter, James, and John. He throws himself on the ground. Praise, so much in anguish. Let this cup depart from me, but not what I will, what you will. It's Thursday night. He's praying. But of course, we know the soldiers are coming. The hour is going to pass. He'll get up from prayer, and his heart will be strengthened through that prayer to face the events of Friday. It's Thursday. Friday is coming, but all the more, Sunday is coming.